0: it AFTER SCHOOL COOL Welcome to the MAKING AFTER SCHOOL COOL podcast the link between research practice and theory for those who are interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours the MAKING AFTER SCHOOL COOL podcast is produced by Case for Kids a division of Harris County Department of Education and I'm your host Mike Wilson today's focus of the MAKING AFTER SCHOOL COOL podcast will cover sensitive topics because after-school and out-of-school professionals deal with students from across sections of society, it is important that we become familiar with social issues that are broadcasted on the local news or on social media which our kids have access to. Just as important as being aware of what information youth have access to, it is also important for professionals to know the appropriate ways to deal with these sensitive subjects. Currently it appears that the use of words, terms, and catchphrases is now a new method to shape the viewpoints of residents in many communities. Since the emergence of COVID-19 and the social justice movement, terms such as "our constitutional rights, woke, are common topics in the news, social media, and has made its way into conversations in many households. Yet in many cases, these words are misunderstood, misused, and incorrectly defined. Nevertheless. When these terms appear to be the discussion item in local school board meetings, they can potentially influence the way educators teach our children in schools. The latest term to get a lot of attention is the phrase critical race theory, which is often referred to as CRT. Scholars developed the term CRT during the 70s and 80s in response to what they viewed as a lack of racial progress following the civil rights legislation of the 60s. Presently, elected politicians on the local, state, and national levels are pushing to eliminate the teaching of critical race theory in public educational settings. These leaders frequently claim that this form of education is divisive and will harm some students' self esteem. However, most people have never heard of this theory and don't really know what it actually means. So, why are so many people reacting to a term that in reality, it has had very little to no impact in most classroom teaching. Thus, the topic of today's podcast is an attempt to get a better understanding of this now controversial term. To discuss why critical race theory has suddenly become a controversial issue is my guest, Rand Miller. Rand is a freelance writer, author, and former teacher. He has contributed to scholarly journals and textbooks and many different platforms on the topics of race and higher education, urban schools, sports, and the African-American dysphoria. He also the facilitator of professional development
1: for educational professionals.
0: Rand, it's great to have you today. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for the uh, opportunity to speak to you about the subject.
0: Well, thank you for uh, finding time. I mean, it's definitely a, a topic that's come up, and I think a lot of people really and truly aren't sure of what it is. But to start off, in your words, how do you define critical race theory?
1: Uh, so critical race theory, it is a, a legal theory. It's often taught in um, higher education circles, particularly graduate school, law school. And, and from my studies of it and knowledge of it, it's basically a critique of the laws in our nation, um, specifically civil rights legislation. Case in point, I would look at uh, some of the legislation that came up from um, the civil rights movement and talking about particularly affirmative action. So we know that affirmative action went to help uh, marginalized peoples, particularly black people. But in reality, um, one of those populations are women. And according to research and studies done previously, white women tend to be the primary beneficiaries of um, affirmative action. I mean, and, you could technically look further than uh, the civil rights movement legislation. Of course, we can certainly look at legal um, and 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 public policy initiatives um, dating back before that. We can look during the early 20th century, 19th century, of course. Um, and so, the the theory is basically, you know, looking at these laws and. And going about it in a way where, you know, you inspect what's absolutely happening and, you know, you basically see how these laws have really harmed black people when they were designed, quote unquote, to help black people. Uh,
0: as far as you know, has CRT ever been a topic studied in K-12 education?
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is nothing that is taught uh, in K-12 schools. Um, and, and here's the reason why I say that, uh, two reasons. Generally speaking, the, our nation in terms of teaching, as well as in, in administrators, the majority of teachers are white, roughly 80%. Same thing with administrators, roughly 80%. those numbers are higher when we look at private schools. So the numbers I gave are just for public school. There is a study that is out um it came out in 2018 i believe from the southern paul uh, southern southern law poverty center and it talked about how um, teachers don't do the best job of teaching enslavement in this country and a number of the teachers commented that you know they're they're you know they want to teach it but they don't know all the resources to, that can help them teach it they know that textbooks don't often Give all of the information about enslavement. Also, there's a fear of of offending and and you know uh, trying to teach the history while being politically correct. And we, enslavement is not being taught properly in K through 12 schools. And this is something that young people need to learn and have to learn about. So if if that's not being taught properly, what makes you think that critical race theory is being taught properly, if at all? It's not it's not happening at all and again my second reason is this is a very complicated th- thing that individuals go to school and get degrees for specifically looking at these theories and again it's a legal theory it's a theory that's being taught in law schools across the country it's not something that's happening in your local k-12 through institution
0: since crt is now a significant issue Do you think it is important for not only teachers, but parents, uh, after school, personnel, coaches, anybody who is interacting with you to become familiar with the term, just in case uh, uh, the the students that they work with uh, ask what exactly is CRT?
1: Well, now it's important that they do because the push to prevent it being taught in schools is naturally going to peak the you know interest of individuals wanting to know well what is it you know if 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 i tell my child that she can't have something or he can't have something they're naturally going to want to be interested in having it because i told them not to it's sort of like the uh the adam and eve don't eat the tree uh don't eat the fruit from the tree right and so um the tree is essentially uh talking about systemic racism and and critical race theory is one of the the ideas that come off that tree to sort of explain how systemic racism works and we're telling young people and we're telling teachers and we're telling parents don't bite that fruit don't eat the fruit from that tree and people are going to say, well, what, what is it? I want to try the fruit. And I think it's a good thing that people want to try and they want to find out and understand. Uh, it's, it's very important. We have a tendency in this country to um, celebrate events without understanding the significance. And I'm pointing directly to um, Congress and President Biden signing Juneteenth making Juneteenth into a national holiday, and don't get me wrong, I think it should be. But if we're going to make Juneteenth a national holiday, yet we are going to fight to prevent not simply critical race theory from being taught in schools, but systemic racism, then what does it really mean to highlight Juneteenth as a national holiday if we're not going to talk about why it should be in the history of such? and and so that's the hypocrisy. So I think that all teachers, all educators, anyone should really um, have a basic level understanding of what critical race theory is and why the connections Uh, are made. And and my last point on that, I think there was a general that testified in Congress who spoke to that very point, understanding that, hey, you know, we may not all agree with certain things that are discussed, but we need to understand what it is. And um, certainly black people have had a history of having to understand all aspects of Um, the conditions of this country whether we agree or not but it has made us stronger people understanding how to navigate spaces and navigate ideas and i think it would make for a stronger better nation if all people could understand this so they could navigate ideas and be able to understand perspectives
0: in your opinion why do you think crt and other terms have become such a hot topic in government which in some form influences the way we educate our children
1: Mm. so I think you know CRT is a boogeyman that's, that's the boogeyman now how else do you get your base to come out how else do you get your base to um, vote for you and, and, and advocate for you if you don't create this, this boogeyman because you know again rather than actually deal with the issues that are impacting society and impacting our nation rather than actually discuss the insurrection for example of, that just happened six months ago Rather than discuss that as a reason for or impetus for uh, that insurrection happening, it's just easier to say, no, we're going to push that under the rug uh, instead of dealing with the issues. And I think that if we were again to really focus on our nation's history, we could begin to um, reconcile with policies and procedures that can help to bring us to be a, a more perfect union rather than these things that are actually doing uh, a great job of splitting us apart.
0: I know in a lot of states, uh, CRT is being debated in regards to actually banning the, the topic in, in public air, which again is ironic because it's a very uh, small to no topic in public ed at all. Um, but because it has done this, uh, it kind of highlights like black history, the Civil War, uh, the Civil Rights Movement, other critical areas in history um do you think now that again especially older youth are hearing these terms and they're developing their own opinions some with guidance some without guidance do you think this makes it more difficult for educators to discuss uh topics that are part of their curriculum
1: uh yeah yeah i i say yes i say no so here's why i say yeah i I say it's, it's it's it makes it more difficult for teachers because You know, teachers want to be able to create a a learning environment for young people where they can grow and where they can be um, successful. And if you're a history teacher, if you're not aware of what critical race theory is, you could think that teaching black history is teaching critical race theory. You You could think that naming public policies that have harmed black people and other people of color is critical race theory and and so you could be confused on exactly what you need to teach right um so it's 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 a very um frustrating and confusing thing for for teachers that are unaware and this is why teachers particularly history teachers need to be aware of history they need to consult um other books other than the textbooks right they need to read scholars read journalists you know the danger of um Nicole Hannah Jones and the and the 1619 Project is the information that is uncovered, and and if if teachers got a hold of information like that, if they read folks like uh, uh, Carter G. Woodson and, and and history that he's talked about, if they read even current scholars like um, Dr. Henry Louis Gates, if they read intellectuals and historians that have done this work, and not all black people, there are white people as well, but they can get this information and they'll know truth. And that's why I say it's not difficult because when you know truth, you speak truth. And when you're focused on empowering young people and having them be able to survey society in relationship to their circumstances or the circumstances of those who are considered uh, traditionally marginalized and oppressed, then you're not caring about your job per se, like the job in itself. You're worried about the vocation of teaching young people. And as long as you're willing to teach truth, it doesn't matter what these folks do. It doesn't matter what these folks say, you're going to do what you have to do. It's because the reality is, is that when we're talking to young people, regardless of of who you're talking to, whether they be white, black, whatever, they live in communities and communities have issues and situations. There may be communities where there's there's no clean drinking water. There may be communities where there are corporations that are um, proliferating smog and pollution in the air. There may be communities that there are uh, illegal dumps where folks are bringing all their trash. And and the reality in this country is many of those communities tend to be black and brown. When you teach science or math or, or literature or history, you can actually use your content in a way where you can identify some of the issues going on in your community and utilize the content to equip and empower young people to actually do something about what's happening in their community, whether it's looking at what's happened in the past, whether it's trying to figure out a way to create some sort of filtration system, how can we filter water, whether it's looking at you know how, how do we engineer uh, uh, creating a certain uh, space to prevent um, certain things from going on, anything at all, I think that that it's incumbent on teachers to do that. And so if you don't know truth, then it's going to be hard for you to navigate the space of trying to teach this. But if you know truth and, and you're, you're, um, your focus is on empowering young people, then I think that regardless of what happens, you're going to do what it is that you know to be the right thing.
0: And so the key is actually for educators to to educate themselves um, as well as even community members. So if there are limitations within the classroom and discussion comes up, uh, people should be empowered to be able to at least address these discussions in a non-biased way, which at times can be difficult within itself. Absolutely. um, But the true form of education is being able to actually dissect uh, certain aspects. Uh, before we close, are there any um, last thing comments you wanna wanna bring up? These are some very interesting times. And although a lot of times we do try to hide certain topics from our children um, with social media and their access to all kinds of different uh, information, um, it's just important that we stay abreast of what's going on and uh, don't be afraid to ask them what their thoughts and feelings are on these topics. So, you have any any final comments?
1: Sure, I'll bring up two things. The first thing is for, for teachers that are interested in teaching um, the history of systemic racism in this country. I think one of the things that that we need to keep in mind is reach out to the community. Um, we often talk about partnering with parents with respect to student achievement and making sure the students stay on top of their work. We also need to partner with parents to give students what they need and specifically talking about. Systemic racism, um, institutional racism. Talking about these topics. If we partner with the community, right? Folks in the community who've been who've been advocating for these things, who've been organizing around these issues, and incorporate them not only in the classroom, but incorporate them in our advocacy to districts and the state. I think then that will help us um, not only learn but also it will help us to to organize better around these issues so we can't just look to parents to you know help with regards to the kids but we need to look to parents as the strength and as the advocates for us to be able to do what they need uh, us to do for their children the fact that we are Hearing all of these things and the people that are talking don't know what they're talking about that that (laughs) that's just not helping and our young people and, and parents as well they're not getting the right information because everybody doesn't go to college everybody doesn't go to grad school everybody doesn't go to law school and they hear these terms and they don't even know what the terms are and then there are certain people dictating the definition of those terms and people run with it and um that's that's not a good thing um so yeah it's it's just yeah like you said just an interesting time that we are living in the second last thing that i'll mention is uh i think that again we do live in a, a very uh, amazing and interesting time uh, uh can, only can we arrive to the light of day by going through the darkness of night And um, it's important for schools to not be afraid to bring in folks, people of color in particular, black teachers specifically, um, to highlight these things and support those teachers to do so. That way we all may be um, the better for um, having black teachers in the classroom.
0: And thank you so much for being my guest on this episode of the Make an After School Cool podcast. I know this is a sensitive topic. And we really appreciate your viewpoints and your
1: opinions on it. Thank you again for, for having me. Invite me back anytime. I appreciate it.
0: Making after school cool. As always, I want to thank our listeners for joining us for this episode. Where our topic focused on discussing sensitive terms such as critical race theory. Please join us for future broadcasts and continue to explore issues relevant to the of school time field.